Welcome to the Retail Exchange Podcast. In terms of big trends, it's how consumers are keen on sustainability and to see it living in the brand uh, today. Um, we need our major retailers to be part of that journey as well. The, and the objective is obviously to engage others with us. And that's why we are happy to share what we are doing with our partners, retailers, consumer, customers to make it also part of their choice. When they buy Danone products, they're also buying everything that goes with it. I think the, the language around omni-channel feels very what a business needs and not what a customer is doing already and how we're matching their behavior. We are at John Lewis really focusing on is what is a customer expecting them to do and how can we be there for a customer and drive that customer experience. So here we are at the start of a frantically busy three days at Fero Gran Via in Barcelona for Shop Talk Europe 2023. The event promises to unite Europe's entire retail ecosystem, and day one did not disappoint. Retail leaders and some of the industry's leading innovators are here together to discuss and debate the trends that are helping to shape the industry, and presenting solutions that are providing a glimpse into what the future of retail might look like. Coming up on this day one event review episode, we hear from the likes of Danone, H&M, Holland and Barrett, John Lewis Partnership, eBay, Pull and Bear, and many more. Here's the episode. Day one saw Danone Senior VP of Global Sales and Chief Customer Officer, Isla Ziz, join us to talk about the big challenges and opportunities in grocery and FMCG today and how Danone is positioning itself to thrive in a fast-moving and ever-changing industry. Yeah, so uh, from the changes we saw post-COVID, so we talked about uh, how health is becoming a focus area for, for consumers and uh, the second, how consumers are coming back uh, to stores. Additionally to this, consumers are also uh, choosing their channel. So we do see an increase in discounters channel, for example. Um, where we are adapting ourselves to make sure we're delivering like shelf-ready trays that we can um, provide for this specific channel that mi with minimal intervention uh, of, uh, of employees here. We see also an increase in away from home where people are back to restaurants, back to go home. And then we have um, uh, equally, uh, in terms of big trend, is how consumers are keen on sustainability and to see it living in the brand uh, today. Um, and we talked earlier about how do we link sustainability and performance. So this is something, uh, as you know, in, in, in our DNA, but most importantly, how do we make it make commitment uh, that are tangible and quantifiable so we can be tracked on, on our commitment. Um, we need our major retailers to be part of that journey as well. The, and the objective is obviously to stick to it, but also to engage others with us. Really, and that's why we are happy to share what we are doing with our partners, retailers, consumer, customers, to make it also part of their choice. When they buy Danone products, they're also buying everything that goes with it. Sharing his thoughts on how C-suite leaders can future-proof their businesses for whatever may come next was Henry Stoop, President EMEA and India at Authentic Brands Group. Here's what he had to say during his stage interview. I've learned that it's, it, it always comes down to product. 
And the consumer is very smart, particularly the Gen Z consumer. You can't fool them. They talk to each other. They are really driving it. It's no more this funnel approach where we're you know, giving the inputs in of what the consumer wants. We're not telling them you're gonna buy this because of this. Actually, they're talking to each other and saying this is why we're going to buy it. Mm -hmm. So we have to talk to them, we have to listen to them, but it really at the end of the day comes, about, comes down to great product in a great environment. And those are the things that we've learned uh, my colleague in, and I, we, we really try and find the best possible partners so that we don't waste time. Um, and we need local representation that can communicate to us what's going on in the market. There's elections coming up in certain countries that are going to have a profound impact on what may happen in the future. There's these soft trade wars that I've mentioned. In order to really conduct ourselves, we have to be tapped into what's going on in each of the cultures and where we're doing business. Um, when I look back in my career, when we would give a license to Europe, the territory was called Europe. Mm -hmm. And today, for some reason, I've learned that the UK is no longer part of Europe, which I don't really understand anymore. But we now look at the European businesses, five or six different regions. We have excellent partnerships in Northern Europe that really, you know, should just stay in Northern Europe where they really understand, know how to speak to that customer. Same in Central and Eastern Europe or CIS, Southern Europe, Western Europe is different today from the UK. Brexit had a profound impact. Um, in many cases, we got ahead of it with our licensees and we were able to work with them on new supply chain, new distribution, because all the laws changed overnight. So, Tapping in and using these local specialists, not only in the licensee side, the brand partner side, but also in the management side is really our future. Over on the terracotta stage here on day one of Shop Talk Europe, attendees were given the opportunity to hear from Pull&Bear Chief Digital and Marketing Officer, Anna Bellen garcia Luque. She shared her company's tactics for surfing the wave of continuous change that defines retail today. I don't think there is a perfect formula, of course. Um, but for us, for Pull&Bear, I mean, number one priority is product. And this is something that we focus on across all the different teams in the company, not only commercial, marketing, branded uh, content. But uh, if I have to highlight three things, I would say, number one, never be 100% satisfied. I mean, uh, brands like us have learned that you never know when uh, the situation is going to change and you have to be ready. You have to get out of your comfort zone and do new things all of a sudden. So uh, for us, it's very important also to do try and error, do mini pilots maybe in one market and then roll it out to other markets. So again, never be 100% satisfied. Second thing I would say, uh, do not get obsessed with the, having the best digital strategy if it's not connected to, to your uh, physical stores. I mean, unless you are a pure player. But for us, physical stores are um, most valuable asset, and we have to include them in the strategy from a marketing perspective, communication perspective, everything. And maybe the third thing, again, I mean, this is uh, going to sound a bit redundant, but I think you have to listen to the customer. I mean, Gen Z 
user uh, are complex. You know, you, you have to listen to them, understand what they like, what they don't like. Maybe if they like a brand and they follow it and suddenly they just don't like it anymore. So it's very important to listen to them. And everything you do has to connect with them. It has to engage from social media to, yes, innovation, everything. Almost every retailer is grappling with the challenge of how to meet heightened customer expectations. As a result, forward-thinking retailers and brands have started to talk about unified retail. But just how are retailers making the leap beyond Omnichannel? Cassandra Bergsland, director of Omnichannel at John Lewis Partnership, shared her thoughts with those attending the event. I think unified commerce is just what customers are doing. I think the, the language around Omnichannel feels very what a business needs and not what a customer is doing already and how we're matching their behavior. So I think, I mean, that that's what we're here to answer today. And that's and that's what we're at, we are at John Lewis really focusing on is not necessarily focusing on what do our channels do historically and what role did they play, but what is a customer expecting them to do and how can we be there for a customer and drive that customer experience. You've got to figure out the characteristics of each channel and what makes that channel sing and then making sure that the customers can find that relationship with that, with that channel. So um, we are investing a lot in our app. We see it as a our brand gateway now. So we're moving away from the stores necessarily being that total brand gateway and beacon to the customers, but the app, which is something that you have with you all the time in your phone, you're taking it home, you're taking it everywhere with you. We're developing features that our younger customers love. They can really easily shop with us, but also our older customers. And you know, we make sure that they can connect with our stores through our app. We see a huge amount of our customers using our app on a very regular basis, but not shopping our app. They're actually shopping in our stores. So we find that really exciting and a way to connect with some of our customers that we weren't connecting with digitally before. Also sharing the stage to discuss the topic of building unified retail experiences was H&M Head of Marketing and Digital Sales for South Europe, Sarah Schoberg. This is what she had to say on the challenges that lie ahead. Of course, the store staff is, is key in the retail experience. And I would say that today's challenge is, of course, also that the young customer or any customer quite often is knows even more about our products than the, the shop assistant, right? So they've prepared before going to store. They've been browsing in different touch points. They've seen our brand in paid media, in our app, uh, wherever, and they want to find this specific item. Then, of course, you need to equip the store staff with the right technology and the right tools to be able to serve that customer that is highly knowledgeable. But we also know that uh, we want to support the customer if they don't find their size in the retail store. Of course, we should guide them to shop with the app instead because there is also much more inspiration. You can find how to style the item. You can find your size and you can find similar products by using the thing that you already have in your hand. Uh, so I think it's a both ways to support the store staff, to support the customer, but also to uh, let the customer know that the aisle is endless in a way, uh, that you, you need to connect the dots between the channels through working tools that actually solve for a customer need. If you work for a retailer or brand, then the speed of change within technology might sometimes leave you feeling like you are losing your head. But when it comes to headless commerce, it doesn't have to be complicated. 
We stopped by the Commerce Tools stand to chat with the company's Head of Solutions Engineering, EMEA, Benoit Rossignol, to find out how APIs help retail brands to embrace commerce innovation and thrive. Benoit, how has day one been for you? Pretty good so far, uh, very, very good. Uh, we had a lot of people in the booth, very, very exciting to be here. A lot of colleagues were also part of the McAllianz, so it's good to be uh, here with Algolia, with uh, GCP, Bloomridge, so we can uh, network and meet a lot of people. So, so far, very good. What are the kinds of things that customers are talking to you about? So, with Commercial, we are the next generation e-commerce platform. What we observe is often people who are outgrowing their current e-commerce solution. So, they are facing issues with scalability or with flexibility, and they want to understand how a modern platform like Commerce Tools can help them to basically support their unique business challenges. So, we have a lot of conversation around it, right? So, how do I do? to manage uh, scalability, how do I do to implement this specific business case, how can you help me, what kind of business value will I get out of it. So that's the kind of conversation we have right now and it's uh, again super insightful to be able to share with uh, so many people. And when people are thinking about these big new developments internally and they're looking to replace a platform, what would be some of the things that you would give them advice or recommendations for? Uh, the main advice that we give is to go step by step. So we usually don't recommend our prospect or customers to do Big Bang. And one thing that is interesting to do is to try, learn, fail and do it again. All right. So but the main recommendation that we will give and the fact that our API is completely decoupled means that you can use it in a, a la carte fashion. So you can just use a small piece of our software and combine it with another piece of software. And that's what we call different building blocks, basically. And you can assemble those different building blocks and start implementing new, new business features. And that's what we will recommend in general, going it step by step and implementing, for example, for a new market or one business unit or one specific use case and then grow from there. So really you're describing almost Legos for technology. Exactly, exactly. And Legos is actually one of our customers. So that's exactly it. We are like a Lego blocks and we will have maybe commerce tools for the checkout. You will have Algolia for the search. Uh, you will have Akineo for the PIM and then you assemble those different solutions together to build the software or the solution that you really need for your business. It's really this best of breed approach that we will uh, recommend and uh, push forward. And are you here for the full three days? Yes, I am. And do you have your swimming trunks ready for tomorrow evening? I do, I do, I'm really looking forward. Wonderful, well that's something we can all look forward to is the big pool party tomorrow night. How can retailers and brands create, manage and deliver engaging experiences at scale? Leading SaaS technology company Cloudinary believe that they have the answer and they're here at Shop Talk Europe to explain all. I stopped by their stand to learn more from the company's account executive, Justin O'Brien, towards the end of what has been a very busy first day, packed full of conversations and new connections. So Cloudinary is, is here to, to manage immersive experiences for brands on the web. We're an end-to-end -end media pipeline platform through upload, doing great manipulations, enrichment to media, and then giving the best experience for web experience for the end user. It's got very complicated, 
There's a lot of manual intervention that has to happen in terms of cropping assets, in terms of being global brands and wanting to have localization, local languages to each of the brands for the markets that they're going into. And really it's then the, the harmonization of you know having that content, being able to crop it, resize it, have backgrounds, put it across marketplaces and doing things at scale in an automated fashion, which today is pretty much manual tasks and you know time to market is weeks or months versus hours. And how can Cloudinary help with that? So Cloudinary is really the single source of truth. We will take an original asset, we'll ingest it into Cloudinary's platform, and then through the dynamic nature of our platform, we're able to kind of, upon upload, resize it, crop assets, put a particular background to it, normalize it, have it centrally focused, and all of this is completely automated. So we don't need you know, content creator teams to kind of be doing all of this manual intervention. And it's really about the scale and being able to get things out there really quick. Cloudinary is, I think, really in its own unique position of how we can manage that whole media workflow, how we can make sure it's a great user experience through optimizing any imagery, any video. And, you know, when you think of retail, they've got a lot of visitors to, to their website. They want to make sure that they've got the best experience. They want to make sure that the site loads super fast. They want to make sure that they've got the right overlays going onto the relevant marketplaces. So it's the whole life cycle of, of an asset that we, we manage and we do it at scale. So we're already at a pretty advanced state of tech development, but what's next on the horizon? What can we look forward to? I, th I think some of the big, big trends out there today is sitting around 3D, augmented reality, 360. We want to really kind of drive these immersive experiences. And today it's really hard and challenging to create 3D models and content. The contents are super heavy, so there's more bounce rate, really poor user experience. And I think, you know, 3D is, is the way how we're all going to be kind of consuming content on the web and you know having better 360 or 3D content it really kind of gives that consumer the feel as if they're in store and they can get a bit of visual to the content that will then obviously reduce returns of products as well for brands which is, is a big big effort and it's not very sustainable to the environment either. Another of the many companies exhibiting at the event is Attentive. I spoke with its VP and GM International, Anoop Kira, who explained how the latest innovation in text message marketing is helping to drive both revenue and customer loyalty across the retail sector. Now more than ever, it's really important to understand your customer. So it's about using the data that you have on your consumers building that 360 degree view, but also being able to kind of engage them where they're going to be. And what I mean by that is on their mobile, right? To almost kind of create a friend and looking at conversational commerce. So we're kind of seeing a lot of that where traditional channels are maybe not as effective as they once were. Customers and brands are now looking for different ways to kind of engage their customer base. And I guess that's where Attentive really comes into its own. For those that are not familiar with Attentive, what do you do? Yes, so we are the world's leading SMS marketing platform. So we allow brands to build relationship with their consumers through SMS. So a two-way engagement where you can kind of interact with your brand and customer, send personalized, relevant uh, content through SMS. So what developments are on the horizon in this area? What can we look forward to next? The future looks exciting from, from our standpoint at least. Uh, what we're kind of seeing is more and more brands. We work with 9,000 clients now and retailers across the world. And what they're doing is as their customer base starts increasing and starts to scale, personalization at scale becomes more difficult. So 
the uh, AI and being able to use uh, artificial intelligence to be able to really help marketing teams really connect with their customers globally, but at scale. Here on the podcast, day one of Shop Talk Europe 2023 began with an early morning conversation alongside Holland and Barrett CTO Sathya Nandakumar. Ahead of her panel session on the teal stage in the afternoon, she joined me to explore how the retailer is innovating to deliver a seamless customer experience, bridging online and offline data, and adapting new capabilities to best serve today's health and wellness shopper. After the pandemic especially, people are more aware of their general health and their family health. So we've got a different persona of people coming. We've got people who are focused. They actually know what they want. So they come into the store, they ask pointed questions. Just tell me whether you have the range, the particular product, and then I'll take it and go away. But then there are the others who have heard all these information. And to be fair, internet can be like an information overload, right? Like you get like 100 different search articles talking different things about vitamin D. How do you go to somebody who can consolidate that but give you something in a way you can consume and not feel overwhelmed by it. That's where H&B plays a big role. So Holland & Barrett, which is owned by a letter one investors, they believe that tech is the way to transform this company. Because if you look at all the secret sauce, we've got our qualified to assist, our, our strong colleague program. We have got awesome range. We've got an ambition to kind of go big in food and beauty and all that other areas. The biggest missing puzzle here is tech. Although we started this journey four years back on this, um, you know, building our tech capability, you can imagine we, we were right in 2020 happened and then everything was pandemic driven development, right? Like, so it is almost that, that year was a write off. So for me, it is the last the last two years is where we have done what we started off doing, which is building the capabilities, building the tech, uh, you know, powering our store colleagues, you know, powering our online platform. And now we are looking into doing the same for our supply chain, our commercial colleagues. We are nearly there, but this this year is going to be all about our firm foundations in the rest of the area of retail. Is circularity set to become the norm in fashion retail? That was the question that I put to eBay Global GM of Fashion, Kirsty Keoghan, here at Shop Talk Europe 2023. Together, we explored how the growing trend for pre-loved fashion is shaping customer behaviour, what's selling well right now, and how the market is set to develop beyond 2023. We've been established for over 30 years, and you know, eBay started, the principle was driving the circular economy. So the first ever item that was listed and sold was a broken laser pointer. And so, um, you know, it just goes to show that someone's perhaps junk or rubbish is another person's treasure. So, you know, we have been around and we have seen lots of competitors in this space. Um, but actually for us, having competition is good, right? It makes us re-look at what our proposition is and makes us try to improve for our customers. And that's a big part of what we've been doing is traditionally it was a consumer to consumer marketplace but actually well over 60% of what is sold on the site is from businesses and that's why we've been looking at solutions for businesses because I've had an awful lot of brands approach us to say you are the OG of selling pre-loved fashion 
how can you help us with our circular solutions, particularly in fashion? And that's what we, you know, we've really been focused on that as a team. I think rental is a great model, especially on like higher priced items. It, you know, it's not limited to that. There, you know, lots of people are go to events or weddings, and it seems, you know, it's such a shame for those items to just be worn once. So rental, you know, I've used rental apps for special occasions, and for me, that's been a great, um, great, I can get something for that one particular occasion and I don't need to have it um, left in my wardrobe. What we're trying to do is encourage more consumers rather than throw away that item um, so it ends up in landfill. What we're trying to do is encourage more and more customers um, to list their items and then also to buy pre-loved items. And, you know, that's why we worked with Love Island and um, to really start to change people's perceptions around buying and selling pre-loved fashion. And interestingly, we saw a, a four 1400% increase in people coming to eBay to search for pre-loved fashion during that period. So it's really like, how do we change consumers' perceptions so they choose eBay um, to go and sell their pre-loved fashion items? That brings us to the end of our first of three special event review episodes from the Retail Exchange podcast here at Shop Talk Europe 2023. In our next episode, we'll bring you more highlights from Barcelona with the top names in retail. Be sure to tune in. But for now, I'm Carl McKeever. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Retail Exchange podcast. Subscribe online at theretailexchange.co.uk and join the debate on Twitter, hashtag retailexchange. Thanks for listening. <laughs>